this. Here's in the know for Thursday, June 22, the 173rd day of 2023. There are 192 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, getting you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Submersible has everyone's attention running out of time there. Uh, we're going to tell you pre-1990 skills that are useless to you now and your chance to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm about to make you snicker. Okay. A new survey says Americans spend $172 annually on house plants. $172 annually annually $172 a year on house plants uh-huh. now i'm not going to ask you specifically about buying house plants mm-hmm. but the things that help you grow and care for house plants are what multiple of $172 annually uh times 10 times 20 times what do you think what? No? no by the time you buy miracle grow and fertilizer and for no. house plants just just no. plants in general oh Plants in general, garden—that's that's a different story. All right, but uh, some people spend zero. Yes, and then and then there are you, and so that brings the average down to one hundred seventy-two dollars on houseplants proper. Okay. He is a five-time winner of the Covenant Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley, and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I was reading another headline. It says 7 in 10 U.S. adults think food tastes better in the summer. You think food tastes better in the summer? Or is it just because where the food comes from in the summer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... But but then again, like in the winter, there's not much better than like on a cold day with, with some chili or something like, you know, or True. like a really heavy meal. Yeah. Like, pot pie or something to kind of warm you up we will grill year round you know there's not a, but but we do grill less mm-hmm. in the in the winter but there's just something about uh whether it's corn or vegetables or a burger or something hot coming dogs. off the grill mm-hmm. hot dog is 100 times better off the grill oh, yeah. than it is in hot dog water you know, I just I don't like. It's like I don't like hot dog water. But then again, I mean, you think of summer. What sport are you thinking of? You're thinking of baseball, and what, right. what what goes in with baseball uh, more than than a hot dog? That, absolutely, and you know, at the ballpark, they do put them on those roasters primarily. You don't give them any grill marks on dogs at the ballpark. That's why. you got to go to Donley Field or something oh, yeah, like they that do during grill the theirs, don't they? I will tell you all something in the break that I heard about hot dogs that is worse and more gross than hot dog water. I would rather you not tell me. I, oh yeah, I'm going to. There, you there's are nothing. Yeah. I, I there's mean, nothing you could. I mean, my relationship oh, yes, with hot dogs. My delicious. relationship with hot dogs is perfectly fine. I would prefer you not ruin it. Okay. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I guess you're just going to do what you're yeah, what I you're going to do. <laughs> this first full day of summer will be more mild. It will feel more spring like than it will feel summer like. 
We're going to see a warmer weekend ahead, though, as highs will return to the 80s. Could see some stormy weather Sunday into early Monday, but 75 is the high today, 20% chance of rain. We have received much more rain this week than I would have expected on Sunday. I thought our rain chances were limited to Sunday and Monday, but it's really it rained, stretched rained out. almost all day yesterday. Yeah, I mean, off and on, and it was just some, it was sometimes a light drizzle, and sometimes it was a little heavier. Uh, 89 Saturday, 89 on Sunday, and then mid-80s for your week, uh, early week next week, as you get into the first full week of summer so that's well, what I mean, you can expect you even made the comment saying that you wanted to get out in between the storms and i was kind of thinking oh i thought it was done no you really did because it kept going off and on off and on i was having yeah, to dodge it as well it was it was a downpour yesterday at a time that we were all trying to go different uh, different directions mm-hmm. i have not seen a whole lot of updated information this morning and i don't know if it's a matter of people are having a hard time uh, speculating or conjecting on what maybe is happening but uh this morning is the morning when most of the so-called experts on the submersible in the North Atlantic thought that they would run out of uh, oxygen. They had a 96-hour oxygen supply when they went under the surface of the water in the North Atlantic on Sunday. There's been no radio contact since then. There have been no sighting since then, although two days ago a Canadian search crew heard banging uh, somewhere in the ocean they were unable to zero in and so I certainly hope for a miracle but at this point I would imagine that hope is waning on ever finding and I mean I guess ever is a long it will become recovery instead of uh, search and recovery I did see the one thing that I saw this morning was that a robot they had dispatched had reached the sea floor and the robot had not been able had not been successful in locating any evidence of the of the craft so and i i will say um i i saw a social pivot yesterday of people who finally started saying don't be joking about this um you know it um that's how some people handle things too when it's a uncomfortable situation some people like i even posted one that was just a little joke that some people might not but at the same time it is just it's meant in good humor, i think as it good became humor as when something like be. this becomes nationalized or internationalized it's easy to detach yourselves from the families or the victims or what people are going through or the searchers or it seems far off but somebody did finally after a week of and there were a lot of memes out there you know there were people that were saying and i can't tell you that i didn't find some humor in some of them but then i noticed yesterday though just a a pivot when i think a lot of people thought oh they'll find them because that's just kind of what most often happens you know Mm -hmm. we we don't lose people in situations like this we we find them but i saw a lot of military people yesterday were saying people don't come back from the floor from the sea uh, the mm-hmm. floor of the ocean. They just, they just, they just don't. And so I, I could tell the the mood of people were changing yesterday because people suddenly, for the first time in the week, they could have easily said on Sunday, "Don't, don't make fun of this. Don't make light. There are people's lives at stake." But when you know the time is really running out, then people started maybe feeling. I think it's a little one of those things that you know people believe. Oh, this, this. You know, you know the whole thing. This couldn't happen to me. This, mm-hmm. this doesn't happen. I think in people's minds, this just couldn't happen. That you know, it they would be recovered. That this just was not and a I possibility. Think, I think a lot of people 
too. There are there is a portion of people who are saying it's like, well, this mission, like you, you all the red flags were there, and and you still did it. Now yeah. again, I'm not. That's that's there is a portion of people too who have that mentality of there were a ton of red flags and you still went for it to look out a window. Yeah, there is an element of this. They were not trying to broaden the horizons of space. They were not trying to resurface the Titanic. They were not really doing any scientific research. research. No, this not. is a I think there is there is research involved with this program, but this particular endeavor I don't believe was research based. This was commerce based, and so I do think there's some level of people feel I don't know if less sorry for is the word, but you do look at it objectively and go, they kind of knew what they were getting into when they decided there's there's danger involved with this, but there's danger involved in uh, a lot of things. But I don't know if we'll have, ever have any more answers than we had today. But like you said, uh, you mentioned there was a lot of risk. There were a lot of known risks going mm-hmm. into it. The scrutiny is going to get even greater on this organization that was uh, leading this enterprise. So we'll see what we learn uh, learn from here. I pray for good news, but I certainly don't expect that it's going to arrive. First responders in Litchfield were dispatched to an opioid overdose early this morning. It happened about 2.15 on Hardin Street. A 45-year-old man overdosed on heroin or fentanyl, possibly a combination of the two, and was given four-milligram dose of Narcan by a relative prior to responders arriving. The Narcan revived the man. He was transported by EMS to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes. Uh, I don't believe I believe this has happened again recently to that individual. But I, when I when I read that headline this morning, um, the thought crossed my mind. It's not for debate today, but I'll just tell you a the thought crossed my mind and the way my mind works. I know recently, honey, you were involved in that program at the extension office when they were talking about Narcan being readily available and. Uh, yes. how to administer it and when to administer it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so Narcan, in this particular case, was life-saving. Yes. The thought crossed my mind and is if we were to, if we were to come up with a fix for every potential deadly situation like this, would there be an incentive to not make the same decisions? Like, historically... Historically, when you choose not to do something that is harmful to you, it is because of, oh, well, I don't want this to happen to me. But it does make me wonder from a psychological standpoint, if I think that death is off the table, do I behave differently? And I don't know the answer to that. It just... As an addict, I don't... I don't think that crosses your mind even a little bit. I don't think... As an addict, I don't think that that crosses your mind. Yeah. It's... I don't... I don't... I don't know that. that, but... Um, you would you would hope that it would be an incentive, but my guess is is that when you're in the throes of that, you don't have that logical ability. Right. Correct? Does that make sense? And, you know, this has been going on, people making the repeated choice, you know, since and, – and we are a smaller community, and Narcan is just now becoming more readily available to us, but – I don't. I don't think that has changed the outcome or the choices that people have made. All right. One more thing that I want to explore too and see. Uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl is extremely deadly, and so do are we in this uh, cat and mouse, cops and robbers game of 
do the drugs get more deadly and as a result the remedies have to get more powerful like is there a drug that narcan won't help with like do we i don't I, again i've got questions not answers but it was one of those things that I made me know. wonder do we have to constantly but keep think, refining our ability to save people i think you look at narcan and i think there are probably many instances where that not only saved their life just in the in the general term, but also saved their life because it was the wake-up call that was needed. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. that there, there are probably examples in Grayson County of that, where somebody was revived, and that was kind of the, uh-oh, like, I, I need help. And that's what you hope for. Yes. I mean, well, and, and that's you why you that do you, it. Yes, you, mm-hmm. you hope that you don't ha- encounter the situation where you have to use Narcan, but if you do, you hope that the you know the, the receiving end, that this is the wake-up call. But If it saves one person as far as like taking them to the next step and, and, and helping them go to rehab or however they want to do it, then, then it's a success. My guess is you never quite know what the magic trick is to doing it, so you've got to try all things until... Because well, what's been going until on until you're successful. Been no, not so far. A Morgantown man has been indicted on multiple charges, including attempted murder after a domestic violence disturbance. 45-year-old Jared Wilkinson was, uh, Wilkerson, was indicted by a Butler County Grand Jury for attempted murder, first-degree burglary, first-degree stang- strangulation, uh, etc., being a persistent felon. And uh, the indictment stems from an incident where, according to Morgantown police, Wilkerson illegally entered an Oak Hill Apartments unit in late May and assaulted a female. He was arrested at the scene and now has been indicted. Um, Kentucky will remain in a multi-state effort designed to ensure accurate voter lists for another year while looking for possible alternatives to detect voter fraud. Secretary of State Michael Adams weighed in on Kentucky's future role in a partnership that has drawn suspicion among some Republicans. Kentucky joined the Electronic Registration Information Center, known as ERIC, several years ago in stepping up compliance efforts over its voter rolls. With those efforts still ongoing, he said it would be irresponsible to withdraw immediately from the bipartisan group, but he went on to say it would be equally irresponsible to remain enrolled in the group permanently because of its declining membership, which I thought was uh, a refreshing stance from Secretary Adams. He's saying it's too early to get out, but we also don't want to be foolish and stay in long after it's uh, 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 viable for us. The thing I remember, I also think rolling into the next uh, the next presidential election is very important to let the things that have changed in the last couple of years go through the full election cycle to build confidence that it is, as Secretary Adams said, easy to vote, hard to cheat. That's what you're trying to achieve. Make it easy to vote, encourage people to vote, but make it hard to cheat at the voting process. But what's happening is other other states that were in this collective are pulling out, which means the re, the expenses are still the same, and Kentucky is having to disproportionately pay a higher share to keep this enterprise afloat. But some of the byproducts, I believe, that you're seeing of being enrolled in ERIC is now, if you do a change of address, you miraculously get a postcard from the election process, you know, it comes from the county, but um, I guess it's at the behest of the Secretary of State that says your new polling place is such. So you're not even really having to go do anything differently, but because of data sharing in in multiple states and moving from state to state, they're able to track your migration better, and it seems pretty 
uh, I mean, seem I'm, pretty efficient. I'm pro when you turn 18, they automatically put you in and send you, you know, and then send you or put you in, but you have to check off or go anything and send you the postcard. We need to let people make it as easy as possible to vote and give people the easiest opportunity. Yeah. And I think some of the, I'll tell you, I go back to this last election. There wasn't a lot to vote for, um, but I did. And it was extremely easy. And the flexibility of being able to go, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or on Tuesday well, was, I mean, you I can, thought it was wonderful. You can even go back to November where there was a lot to vote for locally. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, a Louisville man has been indicted in the murder of his mother. A.G. Daniel Cameron announced yesterday the action by his office resulted in a murder indictment returned against a Louisville man who was accused of killing his mother. The indictment was returned against 44-year-old Gavin Perkins, who was charged with murder after police said he fatally shot his mother in April of 2018. Five years ago? Sounds like, uh, sounds like a while. We learned, I guess, right before the show yesterday, Sam, you kind of made a, uh, you had, were relaying some scuttlebutt. That Antonio Reeves was back on uh, at campus. At that point, it was not scuttlebutt. It was, it, it it was, was right after the show. It, it had been, well, I mean, it was, in our industry, there is the confirmed without being confirmed. And mm-hmm. it was confirmed without being officially confirmed. So it was unsure for a while uh, whether Reeves would end up still in college, uh, somewhere else in college. He was supposedly back taking classes somewhere else to get uh, become a graduate so he could continue as a graduate transfer. But sounds like Reeves hopefully is back at UK this season. I'm and curious he's if this is one of these situations, too, where his people were saying more than what he was actually saying. Probably. That's the problem with people is sometimes <laughs> they, they muddy the waters. Uh, what was the thing the other night in the To Kill a Mockingbird? It was about I like, I like a person, but I don't like people. Like collectively, mm-hmm. like, oh, people ruin everything. My grandma's line was, I like food, not people. Case <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Wallace expected to be among the top players chosen in the NBA draft tonight. You could also hear, probably not tonight, but you'll probably, Chris Livingston's name. Well, it's, a, being, it's a one night. It's a one night. Yeah, they the do, draft is what, one they night. do three two. rounds, two rounds? Okay, I so. mean, there's a chance at the end of the second round you could hear. I think you'll hear both of their names because I think they've probably gotten both because Chris Livingston has what's called the agency is called Clutch, which is run by LeBron. Oh, so I'm sure that LeBron will be like, "Hey, you need to take this guy." And then Oscar, I think somebody will just because he, for a good, I think the pro to Oscar is he's going to go to a good team that needs like a gadget guy because that's what he is. Oh, yeah, Inspector Gadget. Uh Wimbanyama. Yeah, I think you got it from France. Wimbanyama is likely. you see him holding the baseball at yeah. Yankee Stadium the other night? It looked like a golf ball in his hand. He's from France. He's, what, 7'3"? Seven, three. Seven, three I think he's a 7'6 like wing, wingspan. Wow. The Reds win their 11th straight yesterday, and it's their longest streak in 66 years. Uh, did you see the picture of De La Cruz standing next to Altuve? Yeah. That really made me laugh. Well, I was see, like, ooh, I there. Because there's the famous picture of him and Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah. And I posted that in our Reds group saying, you know, it's the new Aaron Judge and the Aaron Judge and Altuve picture just because it is. They're both Aaron Judge is a little taller than De La Cruz, but it's still that funny uh, difference. And uh, yeah, quite a disparity between it, their two heights. Yes. So let me ask you, do you prefer to say 
longest winning streak since 1957 or longest winning streak in 66 years? Which do you like better? I think 57 You like 57? 57 sounds sounds further Uh ago than 66 years, so I'd go. I mean, you got to think, I mean, the Big Red Machine didn't do it, so it's the 90 team didn't do it. 11 in a row is hard in baseball. It's just not a game where, you know, you run off streaks like that. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Going to run over some skills that if you were born before 1990, you probably still have the skills, but they're probably not very important. So today is stupid guy thing day. We know there are things that just silly things that guys do, but they're guy things. So it's onion ring day. I'm a fan. You're a fan of onion rings? It's not my like in the list of the fried sides. It's not my go-to one. Uh, I'm a fan of onion rings. I you get a little I'm low down in the ground over there. Yeah, I'm having trouble <laughs> today with, with say, equipment. You're, stairs, si- you're sitting down in the floor my, over well, there. Well, I mean, I'm still uncomfortable from all the poison ivy or oh, not. so it came it's out of your not mouth. It's poison not poison ivy, ivy, but you know. And it's chocolate eclair day. Well, I do like those. I like chocolate eclairs, and I like the mm. chocolate eclair that comes from the donut shop. That's like a donut. With chocolate on top, but cream filled. Like, that's the combination I like. See, I like the little, like, cream puffs. I think an eclair is actually lighter, more like a puff pastry. Mm. If you get it in a real mm. French bakery, it's not the donut type, but I like, like the donut type. It's almost like we might have a connection to French bakeries that we might be able to get the proper and maybe even some, some taste that's testing. Right. All you have to say is, oh. Wait, does she appear then? Pardon moi. Oh. Come on, Gracie. Give us some, give us some eclairs. All right, here are a list of pre-1990 skills. This came up on Reddit. People born before 1990, what trivial skill do you possess that no one uses anymore? Do I just need to sit this out So here? we have some of the best answers. I guess what you can do, Sam, is you can figure out how many of these you can do, okay. even though you were born post-1990. One, remembering phone numbers. I still remember, I remember my, my uh, paternal grandparents had two different phone numbers, in their at their home over the years and i remember both of them i remember my home phone number from being a kid because i I remember that um it's still my parents number i remember my maternal grandparents phone number i i know her number like i even though i i want honey one of the reasons i know your number is that sometimes i have to enter it into forms Mm. like registering for something is like oh when's the last time you had to enter her number to actually call it though Oh, to actually call it? We were probably testing something. Yeah, or... it's probably been a while. Maybe, probably. But I, I still... Know, like, I could give my, my parents each, each of their cell phone numbers. I could give her old house number. My old grandparents, you know, when they had their phones, I could give you their house numbers. But other than that, like, I, I couldn't tell you what my brother's numbers were. I know Jason Thomas's number because it's so close to mine. Like, I have a very unique one, and he yes, has a very do. similar unique one. So, like, some of those I know... But beyond that, generally, like, I could not tell you either of my sister's cell phone numbers. Forget it. Uh, I, yeah, I just. Because I think, I think my brother's ends like 0097 or something like that. That's all I could tell you. I know my daddy's landline, mm-hmm. and I know my mama's cell. And obviously, I know yours. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I like this one. I can unknot curly telephone wire and get all the curls facing right, the right way and behaving themselves. Oh, sure. That's easy to do. I could probably do that based on 
untangling microphone cords. And, say, and, and still, then you got it's it. It's yeah. still a skill that mm-hmm. I use to yeah. this day. It is. I was over here doing it just a few minutes ago. Yeah. So I think there's there's one co-host that comes in sometimes that likes to mm-hmm. finagle with it sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. The ability to make and count out change for a purchase. Sure, that's easy. But I also have the skill where I can tell you how much change that you owe me back, even when you, you can't tell me without your. <laughs> yeah. And cash I love register. it when you, you just kind of look at them, you wait for a second, and you're like, Oh, and I love to do oh, the, yes. the I love to do the bit where you pay with enough cash yes. so you can get back a specific yes. combination of, of currency and coins, uh-huh. and they look at you like, Yes. Like, yeah. What it's are been you doing? so long because I've it's one of my, used change. It's to one buy of my anything. favorite things to do to, to mm-hmm. people because it, 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 mm-hmm. it grinds them up. They yes. go, is this, a, is this a trick? My family gets mad at me. This is funny. My family gets mad at me for using MS Paint instead of Photoshop. <laughs> Boy, well, MS Paint's been a while ago. Yeah. I still, I mean, I still use Paint me for some too. minor. Like, paint, paint is good if you're wanting to quickly change the size of a picture. That's good because you don't yeah. have to drag it into Photoshop. That's what I'll use. I mean, I still use that. Photoshop is a lot if you want to do something minor. But I have used Photoshop for, I've used Photoshop for uh, fifteen over fifteen years now, and so because because my learning curve on Photoshop is so minimal, it's now my go to even for easy things. I can't tell you where MS Paint is on my computer. I mean, I could probably oh, search I, for I it. I have it. I have it. Uh, it's at the bottom for me. I've pinned it. I still know how to set up a VCR to record a television program in advance. I don't know why you'd need to, but I understand that you possibly See, could. I, I don't know that I would know how to do that. Giving the television a karate chop to fix reception. That's a life skill that everyone needs desperately. There was a time where we had a piece of equipment in here that we had to karate chop. That's Sometimes right. it would work. I had completely forgotten this one. I can cover a textbook with a brown paper bag. Oh, yeah. We had, I, had a, I had one teacher who required that for his textbooks. I vaguely remember this, but after I thought of it, I thought, I remember this from elementary school. I do. I did not but know this existed. Yeah. I had one teacher, I remember, and it was my, one of my sixth grade social studies teacher. It, he required it. Is it basically poor man dust jacket? I think is so. I think it's it to save to. Because I think he realized that he only got, I think it was like once every seven years so they could get new textbooks. Yeah. And I think he realized that this was something that would keep it as intact as possible. Now, I had never heard this. It's called crash starting a manual car. I know what jump starting or roll starting a car is, but putting it in neutral, rolling it down a hill, popping it into gear, like holding in the clutch and then popping it uh, into, I, I know how to do that, but I'd never heard it as crash starting. Using the Dewey Decimal System at the library. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Downloading music using point-to-point software, like, you know, LimeWire. The things that you can't stand. Uh Uh Texting with 10 keys. I bet I could still do it. It would take a while. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see a side-by-side comparison of texting from 2007 and texting from 2023. Like me, if you could put me side-by-side with me, and it would look like... The rabbit and the hare. <laughs> you know, it yeah. would be like the t- you. Well, you thought you were burning it up though on the ten key. It's like what I want you to do is 
give one to Alea and see if she can figure out how to send a message to someone. Uh, well, she'd send a message. Yeah, I just don't know what it would <laughs> what it would say. Throwing it against the wall is what mm-hmm. she what she would probably. Well, luckily say. those phones you could you could run over it with a semi truck and yeah, it'd be okay. That's true. Here are thirteen things, and we're going to run through these really quick. Thirteen rude things you're doing at the grocery store checkout that you may not realize. And some of these, I thought, uh-oh. uh oh, <laughs> bringing right. bringing items to the checkout that you've already eaten or opened. Well. I've never done that. I rarely will do it. I have done it rarely, but it's usually a drink. It was a, I grabbed a Diet Coke or I grabbed a water or something because I came in here to shop and I am dying of thirst. Mm. That's not that big of a deal because they can still scan the UPC code. But if it's something that has wrapping on the outside of it, then it could be considered rude okay. because they don't know. Well, then and, you all can take Memal grocery shopping, and you will open a bag of chips. Um, I'll pass on both. <laughs> it, it says some rule. Some stores have a rule against it, and some people will even tell you, hey, you can't do that, but I've never seen it happen. Uh, revealing spoilers or sports scores. Remember, a lot of people who work in that industry are working evenings or nights, or so don't be in there blabbing stuff that maybe they were waiting to see. Oh yeah, I've, I've had that happen even doing games. Oh yeah, where I've, I've held out on not wanting to know a score, and then somebody ruined it instantly. Uh-huh. Blaming cashiers for expired coupons. It's not their gig. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> set it. Uh, not removing items from your basket. You roll up there and you decide it's too heavy for you to do. Now, sometimes if it's uh, also conversely, you have to balance the big thing. Don't also throw the big thing up on the conveyor belt. If it's the 24-pack of water or whatever, you know, let them come around and scan it if they want to. That's also another thing. Like, Don't get it out of the cart any more times that it has to be moved. Uh, making inappropriate conversation, uh, political, religious, stuff like that. Just you know, leave people alone in that setting. Sorting out the contents of your wallet while there's a line behind you. Get out of the line. George isn't allowed to do that. Oh, Talking on your phone while you're at the checkout. Placing heavy items on the conveyor belt. Putting your cash on the counter when the cashier is holding their hand. That That's almost a like a... A germ thing. Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to make con. Like, here's, I, I don't know where your hands have been. Here's the one that joking that items that don't ring up must be free. That was my mom's go to. But what do you say? You got to have something to say, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to. I try to be I a think good the sport. Issue like, is it's not the, that big of a deal. I guess I could be mad, like, come on, speed up. What's Hurry up. I'm, trying, I'm in a hurry. I think the issue is that that poor cashier, how many times she heard that joke today? I guess. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But when I said it, I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's just trying to be nice. Mixing different types of produce in a single bag, I, I wouldn't have even imagined this as a possibility. I don't know why you'd want to do that. <laughs> You know, the people who get one bag and they put one banana and one apple and one tomato and one. Well, they all have to be weighed. And so you're just creating more work. Those little thin plastic bags, they're they're fine. You can have as many of them as you need for the different types of produce. And then express lane with way too many items. Mm-hmm. You can also throw in there the, if you don't know how to use the self-checkout, just there there are usually regular ones open. If you don't know how to use the self-checkout, call Christy Buckles. She helps everyone through the self-checkout. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Spike in teen depression aligns with the rise of social media. No doubt. Right? That's a that's a no-brainer. 
spike in teen depression, make, uh, aligns with the rise of social media. But then I also found is something called anti-dopamine parenting. And so you may look into this. We don't have time to get into it today, but it talks about how uh, devices can hijack your neural pathways, and it talks about things like um, it talks about things like waiting five minutes. Like that dopamine is so powerful that when you say stop right now or turn your device off, the dopamine is so powerful that it creates a reaction. Where if you'll say five more minutes then that actually allows the dopamine to kind of fade away. So don't make it so abrupt. Make it. And then they also called the Goldilocks principle, knowing the right amount, knowing, you know, when is and which types are okay and which are too much, the interactive ones versus, say, the TV ones. But I thought it was really interesting. It said something about, oh, make micro-environments Create places in your home where the child can't access or see problematic devices. And this just really struck with me because Alea has an iPad. And if she knows it is in the house, <laughs> she figure out, figuring out ways and reasons to use it. If she knows it is nowhere on the place, which is going to come up again later in the show, then she's fine doing a thousand other activities. And it shows you even in young children. Now, see, imagine how bad it is for us and how adults act mm-hmm. just run unfettered. And so it's a powerful, powerful thing, but uh, an interesting study. It's called anti-dopamine parenting. So might uh, look into it, see if it works for you. Got to get to a break. Your chance to win coming up here on In the Know. Did you know the first use of Google as a verb was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Funny how often I use it as a verb. Just Google it. And now, I don't even say Google it. I have reduced it down to a, if there were only a way to find that out. Let's <laughs> see, so we'll just go to. And I guess that, in a way, that's use the search device of your choice. Now, I prefer Google. But that doesn't mean that I'm trying to impart and insist that you use my preference. You can be a binger if you want. I don't know why you'd want to be, but I mean... What you, about ask.com? You can be. No, if it's not going to be Google, I would accept Jeeves, but that's neither. Well, Jeeves is no more. Did, did it? Oh, don't tell me that. I can't take that. We were just talking about people being mean during the break. I mean, don't now tell me that Ask Jeeves <laughs> is gone, too. I think he went on in. That's just a, a bridge too far for me. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win if you've not won in the last 30 days. You or your household have not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. We're going to bring back the water cooler question for today. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. And the question is this, about 20% of waiters and waitresses wish customers would stop doing this. Oh gosh. About 20% of waiters and waitresses Wish customers would stop doing this. I'll just say servers. About 20% of servers wish, restaurant servers wish customers would stop doing this. If this was a higher percentage, I I, I would rifle them off here. Trying to think if 20%. 
I was reading a story where, you know, Kevin Costner and his wife are splitting the canned goods. Uh, her name's Christine. She apparently thinks the canned goods are very valuable. She requests $248,000 a month in child support. How many kids do they have? Uh, I hope it's 20. Uh, Thousand kids? His 2022 income was listed at $20 million. So that's, you know, using that to deduce that down to some of the expenses listed include regular travel to the Caribbean, Hawaii, and Aspen. <laughs> Listen, that's uh, it's hard. I mean, got a standard those, of living to upkeep here. Those, those poor kids. Christine is 49 and uh, Costner is 68. Three kids, Caden 16, Hayes 14, Grace 13. Interestingly enough, Robert Redford had agreed to play John Dutton when Yellowstone was in development for HBO. So Taylor Sheridan had a deal with HBO for Yellowstone, and then for whatever reason, the deal went sideways. It surfaced at Paramount. It was recast, and Costner got the job. Can you see Robert Redford as John Dutton? Not now. He wouldn't have nearly as gravelly a voice, I don't think. I think I got it. Priscilla, the first trailer for Sofia Coppola's Elvis and Priscilla movie is out, in case this is your thing. It's based on Priscilla Presley's best-selling memoir, Elvis and Me. It comes out in October. I miss that this was even a thing. Yep, Priscilla is coming to theaters. Um, now... I don't know if this is perfect timing or if this is the worst possible timing. I would imagine some people will feel feel both ways. A new documentary has been announced as the search for this missing tourist sub continues even today. It's called Titanic Sub Lost at Sea. It airs on Channel 5 in the United Kingdom on, well, today at 7 p.m. local time. So is it, is this helpful? Um... Dan Walker will be serving as the presenter, that's what they call host in the United Kingdom, in this uh, ITN-produced doc, which is said to go beyond what's been reported about the voyage of the Titan, the tourist sub-equipped with a four-day air supply that's left search and rescue teams with minimal time to try and locate it. So there's apparently a documentary about it, and they're airing it tonight. Is this the, the too soon that we talk about, or do you think the timing of this is right to help people understand what's going on? I think it's news. Would you watch it if it were on if it were on here? Uh, if it was a Netflix thing to where I could watch it when I wanted to watch it, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would like at eight o'clock tonight if it was on. I would watch it though. Makes sense. The complete list of SB's twenty twenty three is out. Would you choose Nikola Jokic, Aaron Judge, Patrick Mahomes, or Lionel Messi as the Men's best athlete in the men's Jokic. category. That's you take Jokic. The, the Joker, as they call him. Okay. I can't vote for Holmes. Well, I wondered. I knew you wouldn't choose Judge, so I thought it was probably down well, to I think, Messi or, or Jokic. I think Jokic. Uh, I think Jokic and Mahomes would be the ones that you would choose from. And then Messi, because one thing Judge didn't do is Judge didn't win a title. The other three of them did win a title. That's why I wouldn't vote for Judge. All right, on the women's side, Michaela Schifrin, Sophia Smith, who's from the Portland Thorns, Iga Swacek from tennis, 
or Aja Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces? Aja Wilson is she's really good. I picked the first the the Sheffrin. She's a skier, isn't she? She's a skier. Yeah, and she right. like broke the record for most gold medals or something, right? Okay, so the, all the ESPYs are out. But I also read that Gen Z, a new survey says, and you probably already know this, Sam. Gen Z is enjoying live sports less than other generations. Not surprising, yes. I disagree. You I think don't, so? I don't think that that's... I mean, I know you, you watch a lot, but yeah, you but, think I mean, by... I, 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 don't, I have not noticed that at all between my contemporaries. Even though I'm like, I straddle the line. My age group is like, I straddle the line between millennial sure. and Gen Z. But you're also birds of a feather flock together. You're more likely to migrate well, to even, sports even people. Even I'm thinking of people that I don't... But then again, I think of right now, and this is not me just trying to talk it up, is that the, the area I'm from has never been better for sports and it's been a long time as far as soccer, football, and baseball are all rolling. Right. So the interest level is very high. A lot of competing interests these days, though, in the mm-hmm. entertainment spectrum. There's no question and about that. Stay at home, and people don't want to leave home, or they want to do different things. So anyway, it's why baseball had to change to speed up and maintain interest. Got to get to a break. We'll figure out who our winner is. Plus, we'll have Point to Ponder, Chart Toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. What? painfully outdated phrase do you still use but painfully outdated phrase do you still use this was hard for me because i bet i've got several and i was not able to pick one but i was reminded until i met you honey i never heard someone say didn't know someone was on the place and I'm not saying that's an outdated phrase. I'm saying that I'd never heard it. Like, oh, I didn't know you were home. Or I didn't think there was anyone around. And you say, didn't know anybody was on the place. I've never heard that before. But the other night, Tuesday night, Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird made the reference to being on the place. There was no one on the place. And I thought, aha, and I got it. So is that where you get it from? I have no idea. Okay. Is, is Scout from Edmondson County too, maybe? <laughs> no. Scout Finch? There's no Scout Finch from uh, from uh, from Edmondson County. It wouldn't shock me if there's a Scout though somewhere in Edmondson County. Do you know any? Probably these days there are. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty popular. It's got to be a pretty uh-huh. popular. There's probably name. some in Grayson County. And I, I know there are in Grayson County. Well, are there any outdated phrases phrases that you have, hon? I don't know. Or do you know Maybe any of mine? I wouldn't know of any. I don't. I don't know what I use. I don't think yeah. I'll say duh. <laughs> I mean, well, I know you. You, you always say that you want to get rid of awesome, mm-hmm. but that's not a yeah. That's phrase. Not, that's not a phrase. No. I use awesome quite a bit. Uh, it's, yeah, I do too. That's why I'm trying to get rid of it. All right, today's water cooler question was about twenty percent of restaurant servers said they wish their customers would stop doing this. I thought uh, just ran through some of the most often uh most offered I thought, answers I thought I nailed this stacking their dishes was listed as one um we've been that's been known to happen at our table before but, as someone who worked in a restaurant they're not going to be upset about that that's, as, I was as, surprised as that. long as yeah. as long as you do it in the proper yes. like and don't put like in weird Please don't pick, put your napkins mm. especially yeah mm-hmm. seating themselves letting their kids run wild uh, That's way higher. Not holding their hand up to flag them down. Uh, there were you know others, but uh, the correct answer was sitting on the same side of the table or booth. Yeah, I mean, with it being twenty percent, mm-hmm. all those others I think are a lot higher. I mean, I hear Anna's. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things mm-hmm. that Anna has to say, and Sam, I'm sure, you know, as oh, well. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, I thought I got it with letting kids order themselves. I uh, thought I had it with cleanup table themselves. The uh, It's harder because of the way that, I mean, when you get four people at a table, you know, well, that's what you've got. But it's it seemed like it's extra work to reach over to get this person. But it does leave the door open for the outback move, which I think they've stopped doing, certainly during COVID. Is honey, you deliberately did not want to eat at Outback because the server Absolutely. sat down with you at the table. It's like, do not ever do. Wait that. a minute, you. No. I, I I do I did not see, come to it, have dinner with you. It's very interesting because some people really like that. Uh-uh. Yeah, they, and, some and so, people think it's charming. And like, I'm not, not weird about my personal space. That's the thing. I mean, I'm a hugger. I'm a – but I did not come to I'm have dinner joker. with my server. Well, and see, it's weird. I don't like people up in my personal space, but if there was a spot, like, I would not have been mad. Like, it just <laughs> If they would've... sat right next to you or across from you. Well, I mean, it, it, if, <laughs> if there is one – I mean, okay. if, if there's, like, one open chair, then, then I, I'd have nothing. But if you're sliding well, if into the booth. booth and it's really tight, then that's where it gets a little bit. All right, so how many people got it right? How many uh, got say, sitting on the same side of the table or booth? Eight people did. Eight people. I'll do two. Answer uh, number two. If your phone number ends 3314, looks like you're going to Beach Bend. 3314. All right, on TV tonight, the NBA draft is on ABC. On NBC, the blacklist – and on E, the series premiere of Trippin' with Anthony Anderson and Mama Doris. I don't know. I, I know Anthony Anderson. I don't know Mama Doris. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1940, during World War II, Adolf Hitler gained a stunning victory as France was forced to sign an armistice eight days after German forces overran Paris. Paris. Oh, oh, oh. Napoleon Bonaparte abdicated for a second time as emperor of the French's date in 1815. The Department of Justice was formed this date in 1870. Okinawa battle ended with an Allied victory this date in 1945. Chris Christopherson is 87. Britt Hume is 80. Meryl Streep is 74. Cindy Lauper is 70. Aaron Brockovich is 63. Dan Brown is 59. Carson Daly is 50. And Jay Rodriguez is 44 today. Ed Bradley, gone but not forgotten, born this day in 1941. Chart toppers, let's go to 1954. Archie Blyer, number one. I know. With Hernando's hideaway. Secluded place, a place where no one knows your face. Could they not afford any instruments? That's an instrument. It was? What is that instrument called? The clocker. Oh. Yeah. The Glockenspiel. No, the Glockenspiel is like a xylophone. Kaiu Sakamoto, Sukiyaki, number one in 63. Call the bells. Get them on the line. Boom, 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 boom. Stars on 45, Medley, number one in 81. Oh, I forgot to play Donna Fargo, the happiest girl in the whole USA. Oh, that's too bad. Let's go to 1990. Yeah, Bell Bib DeVoe number one with Poison. I'm ready. I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Girl, I must Let's go to 1999. The Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. I had no idea that was such a big karaoke song. 
We were looking at karaoke playlists in the last couple of days. This one? This is on. Yes, oh, I was absolutely. surprised. Absolutely. This. Oh, you oh. knew this. Yeah, I mean, this I is. Didn't, I, I didn't realize this was such a karaoke. I think you're, you're, you might just be a little like. It would be more of like a little younger than her, probably. Yeah. Like that. It's if you're, easy. it's yeah. It's if you're in like the, if you're in your thirties, probably. Interesting. I mean, it's it's melodic. Like I was running it. And, and I think I was the sound checking too with is, it the other day. Is, Almost everybody knows the words yeah, to the song, really hard to which hear. that's what you want for karaoke. I can hear the crowd kind of singing. And then, I mean, everybody's going to hit this. Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love, number one in 08. Bruno Mars, That's What I Like, number one six years ago today. All right, NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. George Carlin said it. Uh, you're only going to get it once, so be prepared. Here you go. George Carlin said, people who say they don't care what people think are usually desperate to have people think they don't care what people think. <laughs> NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach. I'm MB, and now you're in the know.